Good morning. Uh, at the end of July, my fellow Bob recalled how Paul in Romans chapter 8 stated that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And Bob emphasised how important it is for each one of us to ensure that we go on to accept his love. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul's famous chapter on agape love, Paul touches on the various aspects of love's quality. He says that love is patient and kind, that it does not envy or boast. It is trustful, hopeful, persevering, unfailing, and so on. However, here in Romans 12, the great emphasis is upon the people and of the enhanced relationships with them. Such relationships, Paul says, are raised above ordinary human and social levels and when they are rooted very much in divine love. The whole of the text is remarkable in so many ways, not least of which is the fact that in only 13 verses there are 28 imperatives. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, be devoted to one another, never be lacking in zeal, share with God's people, bless those who persecute you, do not repay evil, and so on. These 28 clauses are not so much commands, but more an expression of the practical ways of love that Jesus taught and lived out, and which, which must be learned and lived out by his followers. As we read through this chapter, we see that the theme is clearly given to us in the very first sentence. Love must be sincere. Our English word sincere comes from the Latin sincerius, which means without wax. It stems from a practice of the early Roman merchants who set their earthen and porcelain jars out for sale. And if a crack appeared in one, they would fill it with wax, the same colour as the jar, so a buyer would not be aware that it was damaged. But the astute buyers learned to hold these jars out in the sun, and if the jar was indeed damaged, the wax would melt and the crack would be shown up. So the honest merchants would test their wares this way and mark them sincerious without wax. In this passage, Paul describes what sincere love looks like, not only within the faith community, but also in the world at large. Sincere love is an attitude of belonging to Jesus Christ and to each other in the body of Christ. So we should trust in the righteousness judgment of God when someone has done us wrong and for us to show a sincere desire to be part of each other's lives. Jesus said, By this the world will know that you are my disciples, if you have loved towards each other. Therefore, may the signs of our love for God be visible to others by the way in which we too also love one another. For love is one of the most powerful emotions we have. Love can motivate. It can give pleasure, it can hurt and even destroy, it can make us bold, even do stupid things. 
For example, during the 17th century, Oliver Cromwell sentenced a soldier to be shot for his crimes. The execution was to take place at the ringing of the evening curfew bell. However, that particular evening, the bell did not sound. You see, the soldier's fiancé had climbed into the belfry and clung to the clapper of the bell to prevent it from striking. When she was summoned by Cromwell to account for her actions, she wept as she showed him her bruised and bleeding hands. Cromwell's heart was touched and he said, Your fiancé shall live because of your sacrifice and curfew shall not ring tonight. It is also love that allows a woman to fight off a mountain lion to save her toddler from death with her bare hands. It is love that drove a man to attack a shark that was going after his young son in the sea. It is love that demands more of us than we ever thought possible. But then the fact remains, who do we love more? God or ourselves? The great principle of Christian life can be summarised in one word, love. It is the golden rule. It is how the greatest commandment is summarised. Love for God, love for your neighbour, the greatest of all is love. But so often in church life, while we know this in theory, we sometimes then forget it in practice. For while we affirm love, even sing about love, and preach about love, we can still fail to practice that love. So what should we do about it? Well, Paul gives two great overarching principles that he breaks down into enough detail to challenge us all by encouraging us by the beauty of love in community. The first principle is sincerity. Love must be sincere. For we should be authentic in love. How should we do this? And Paul tells us this very clearly. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, and importantly, don't be half-hearted. But the second principle is even more pertinent. Not only is our love to be sincere, but also our love is to be even for those who we perceive as doing us wrong. For as Paul reminds us that we should not repay anyone evil for evil, but rather overcome evil with good. So as we journey together through COVID-19 and our vacancy, today's reading with its message of sincere love should encourage us all to ensure that when we show our love towards someone, we are importantly moving them closer towards God's goodness. On a personal note, and as your church warden, I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for their love, support and particularly their prayers over this past few months. There have been many occasions when it has been clear to me that our Lord has prompted people to respond to a calling and to a serving, and this is much appreciated. So, to conclude, as Paul reminds us, to love someone is not simply to cater to specific likes and dislikes of that person, 
but rather it is to act towards them in ways which helps them experience more of God's goodness and love. Amen.